to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, the world's worst podcast host, because I've left you hanging for two weeks now with no new content. And I want to first off apologize for that. It was really not planned. I really thought that I was going to have time to podcast on my trip. I don't know why I thought that, honestly. I'm just so ambitious sometimes with the things I think I can accomplish. Um, But yeah, I was ultimately without very strong cell service, good Wi-Fi for that matter. And to make things even worse, I forgot my podcasting microphone. So I was without the means to podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, And honestly, guys, it was good for me. It was good for me to have time to process things and not have to unpack them right away because I feel like often in my life because I have a weekly podcast I feel that I need to really abruptly tell you guys things like all the time and sometimes it's nice to have you know that buffer time to live something and then process it before telling you guys about it. So I've had time to process everything that's been going on the past three weeks in my life, which has been a lot. I'm so excited to share with you guys just the full nitty gritty details of my road trip, what I found out about myself along the way, as well as answering all of your questions about it, because there was a lot more than I was anticipating, some things I didn't even realize people cared about, uh, like our bathroom situation on the RV. That was a huge buzz question from the trip. Uh, So yeah, I'm excited to unpack all of that today. I, uh, yeah, I don't even really know where to begin, but I think the best plan of action is to start from the beginning, go into the whole planning process, how we picked the RV, why we're even going on the trip, all of that stuff. So I'm going to back us up to sometime in May. So it was back in May when my friend Julia, who you guys know probably if you've been following me for a bit, uh, we go way back. We met freshman year of college. We're in the same sorority. Um, I actually, funny enough, I, I told Julia this story pretty recently actually. I remember not running into her per se, but like seeing her around campus. It was a small school. I went to Elon in North Carolina, very small school, 6,000 kids, undergrads. Okay, maybe not very small, like medium, I guess, in the grand scheme of colleges, but it felt very small compared to the big state schools that all my friends were going to from high school and whatnot. So small school, and I just constantly, I just kept seeing her around, this girl, Julia, and I knew her name was Julia. I didn't really know much else about her. I knew she was like a beautiful girl, as she is, and she was very, quote, cool. And as you guys know from my high school, you know, ramblings and all my stories about that, I was very uncool in high school. And so coming into Elon, I was like, there's no way this girl, who from my perspective was perfect and so cool and so well-liked so quickly, I was, first of all, shocked that, you know, so soon into college, she was already so well-liked and I can just tell people loved being around her. And I just, I had such a low self-esteem back then, such a low level of self-esteem. And I really just did not think in a million years, this girl would end up being one of my friends or like I would be cool enough to be in her circle, which, you know, is kind of sad to think about just because I remember so clearly freshman year Katie's whole mindset on coolness and thinking that she was cursed from high school um so yeah I mean lo and behold we are now very close we went on a road trip together but not only you know that we've been friends for now I guess six years um which is a long time we lived together briefly over a summer uh in New York my first summer here and we've just been super close ever since and so naturally when she told me broke the news that she was moving to California I was devastated because it's my closest friend, you know, um, 
in New York and New York is what it is right now. It's very interesting and scary, whatever. But um, yeah, I was like first sad and then she was like, but I'm going on a road trip while I do it and you should come with me and help me unpack all my shit (laughs) to help me get there. And I was like, okay, back up, tell me more. So basically in her kind of camp of things and how she came up with this idea. So her and her friend Hannah from childhood, who I'm also very close with, decided uh, for career reasons to move to L.A., and they were thinking of all the, the different ways they can get all their stuff out there because they have a ton of stuff here in New York. And they're like, OK, how do we get it to L.A., especially during these crazy times? And they're like, OK, well, we could just get a U-Haul, attach it to the car and drive like three days to L.A. or however long it takes you if you're going straight there. And they're like, you know what? We're crossing through so much cool stuff, you know, places we've never been before in the Midwest and just all these different places. And why don't we make something out of it and, you know, stay social distanced, stay in the RV aside from exploring nature where there is no one um, and make a trip out of it and extend it to two weeks and just see all these different places along the way and then land in L.A. and move into our new place, etc. So that was their plan. And they're like, okay, so an RV can fit, you know, roughly six people if you get the right one. And they're like, okay, well, we can invite some friends, I guess. And so they ended up inviting three of us, three others. So there's five of us total. It was myself, um, Hannah and Julia, of course, then Justin, Steven, and that was the crew. So two guys, three girls was honestly the best dynamic having some guys and girls. Um, I hate that I even have to say this, but you know, you always feel a little bit safer with guys, um, especially traveling through some RV parks where we ended up staying. We didn't really come in contact where we didn't actually come in contact with any people at these places. You just kind of pull in and you're there. Um, but still, it was just, you know, there's some in some crazy areas. Um, and, you know, it was just nice having guys. I hate that I even have to say that, but It was nice having them around to honestly ward off some creepy people that tried to talk to us um, on these trips. So anyway, yeah, so that was how it kind of started back in May. And Stephen and Hannah were kind of the the conductors, the people that like figured out where we were going, all the stops, all that stuff, because I mean, I'm just really not great with geography and with itineraries. And I'm just like, I'm really not good at that stuff. Um, So they put together a loose itinerary. And when I say loose, I mean, we had where we we were sleeping every night mapped out and just kind of the, the loose plan, but we didn't have activities planned um mostly because we weren't planning on doing a ton of activities just because of the current state of the world we were very safe in the sense of not going to tourist attractions (laughs) like aside from national parks which i'll get into that they were at less capacity um during this time and we had to buy tickets like a month in advance and we were able to be there at low capacity there was like no one there um but anyway I just want to say and I think it's really important for me to say that we were very safe um in terms of just staying away from populated areas we really did we drove honestly if you guys watch the vlogs which I put up on YouTube there's two up right now there's going to be a couple more to come we really were we were on back roads in the country you know like really not in any sort of like city environment. We were briefly in Chicago, but we just drove through it. So didn't really count, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I just want to get that out there because I know there's going to be some people um, wondering how we stayed safe with COVID. And I mean, we we stocked up our RV with food, like enough food for literally probably a month. We had so much food and I got really used to eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't want to see another one of those for a little while because we ate so many of those. We made some pasta. You'll see in the vlogs, we cooked a ton. Um, 
and we really did not associate with society. I honestly was barely even on my phone, which was incredible. I just felt so disconnected in the best way. And I got to see some parts of the country that I really just didn't even know existed and that I didn't even give our country credit for because I don't know, I just always, this sounds really bad, but honesty, honesty here on the podcast, I would like look at a map and be like, okay, uh, New York, Florida, Texas, Maryland, of course, where I'm from, North Carolina. Um, like, I'm just kind of like naming the states that like are on the perimeter of the United States, California, Washington. Like, I knew all those places slash had been to those places. And I'm like, okay, all the stuff in the middle, like, I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> and I, that's sad. Um, I mean, I know, I knew where, like, what the states were, but I'd never been to them. And I'd never really imagined what they'd be like. And guys, after tackling like 11 states in two days and really driving through some beautiful areas walking through some forests seeing some creeks and you know some monuments and stuff I was just blown away I'm going to get into it as I break down the days but there's certain places certain states that I'm like I never thought that I would want to visit Wyoming and here I am considering like I want to live there someday like South Dakota like sign me up I love these places Um, if you're from there I mean like I'm sorry I didn't give your state credit before like holy fuck they're incredible so anyway I'm going to break down our itinerary and like kind of where we stopped in a little bit but I first want to talk about the RV so the RV oh we named her Selma after Justin's aunt. <laughs> it was a funny story. We really got to know each other fast and we were talking about just like various random stories. Like these people know everything about my life now after two weeks of really having no other form of entertainment besides just talking to each other and telling stories and having amazing, deep, uncomfortable conversations about really important things. Like I cannot get over how incredible. We just got to know each other so well and we were talking on the first night about Justin's aunt I don't even know why we were talking about her uh, but her name is Selma and she changed it like she was given this name at birth Selma which is a beautiful name I love the name Selma and there's so much historical implications implications surrounding it beautiful name and she decided to change her name to Sandy from Selma like she didn't like Selma she changed it to Sandy and so we were talking about that and we we're like, you know what, let's let's give our RV her name, Selma, because we all love the name Selma. So we named our RV after Justin's aunt, um, her rejected name, and we referred to her as Selma the whole trip. Um, it was really just, honestly, we had so much fun. I mean, we're all in our mid-20s now and we we goofed off like we were like 15 and I think we needed it, honestly, after really having to adult like really hardcore these past however many years so the reason why we were all able to go on the trip I just want to answer that because I know you're going to ask me um like how do you guys have jobs like what was going on luckily we did have ample service when we needed it at the RV park so if someone needed to check their email etc like we had the means to do that I had prepared well in advance to not really be online for a couple of weeks um, in terms of my freelance jobs and stuff Julia was able to work while we were on the road. She was taking calls. She works in entertainment and it was it was fine because her boss knew that she was moving. So she was a little bit, um, she wasn't working as many hours as she typically does, which was nice on her end. Hannah is currently looking for a job in entertainment. So she is unemployed. So that was, it was easier on her end. Um, she was of course applying to jobs, which did take some Wi-Fi. So that was happening. And then Steven and Justin are both in grad school. So Steven is, well, he's about to be in grad school. He's looking at two colleges now um, to go to grad school for counseling. 
He's an incredible person. I can't wait for you guys to see more of him on the vlogs. And then Justin is in law school at UPenn. So they were both on kind of their summer breaks, I guess you could say. So that's why we were all able to do it and to make it work. Besides, you know, having to check our email every once in a while, we were mostly offline. So yeah, that was a uh, kind of, okay, back to the RV. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like veering off course here. Back to the RV. So Selma was rest in peace. She's not dead, but she's out of my life now, which is very sad. Um, 28 feet in length, standard RV. We got her from El Monte RV. We had a few little hiccups with them. I, I think I would still recommend them in the future. They were overall great to work with. And in terms of cost, it cost about in the end, because we ended up having to pay a few fees towards the end. Um, just, kind of different little things like we I mean it's I don't even really know the logistics of it but we ended up having to pay about a thousand dollars each for the RV which is a chunk of cash I will say Um, we did get a larger RV because there were five of us if you go on a trip with maybe less people it'll be cheaper Um, but I will also say something that we didn't know that I wish I knew gas is also really expensive so we ended up spending probably an extra three hundred dollars each on gas. Is that right? Yeah. We, we spent about 1500 total on gas, but divided by five, we each like, we just took turns paying for it. Um, because if you think about it, an RV, especially going like up mountains, we were like in very mountainous terrain for much of the trip. It cost a lot of money for gas. So that's another thing you should keep in mind. We did not think about that um, beforehand. So it probably cost about $1,300 for two weeks, which I guess if you think about it, if we had booked like hotels and like made a, like a huge trip out of it, that probably would have been about how much it would have cost. I don't know. I think I, I pay for experiences and I thought that it was well worth it, especially since two of my summer trips fell through because of COVID. Of course, I had to cancel them. I was going to Croatia. I was going to the Hamptons and all that didn't happen. So I felt like it was worth the price. And so basically what we did was we planned our itinerary, kind of the the rough states and places we wanted to stop in and then we found campgrounds in each place and booked those because for an RV you need hookups so you need to hook up your water and your sewage all those cute things that the guys luckily handled honestly I did not want to touch any of that stuff Um, but you need like power and all that stuff Um, so campgrounds were essential we stayed at a different campground every single night and we booked those through KOA so campgrounds of America KOA Um, I will never drive by one of those signs again and not think about the road trip it's like a bright yellow sign um, very iconic so basically KOA it's super easy all you do is just go to their website and type in where you want to stay and you know you get to it's kind of like they show you a picture of the campground you can like pick which one you want Um, and they're anywhere they range in price but they're anywhere from like $50 to $100 a night depending on First of all, how far in advance you do it or also just how coveted the area is. Like, for example, like the Yellowstone one was more expensive because everyone wants to stay at Yellowstone, that sort of thing. But yeah, super inexpensive in the grand scheme. And transparently, I was actually able to work with KOA on a deal uh, because one of you guys, one of my podcast listeners works with them and was able, we worked out an amazing deal. I just posted a bunch of YouTube stuff, still posting more um, just about them and about the stays and whatnot. And they gave me complimentary stays. So that was really nice. I'm super grateful that I mentioned this, you know, way back on the podcast and someone listened and was 
was like, oh, wait, you know, I work with them. We should strike up a deal here. Um, so anyway, yeah, KOA is definitely, I would definitely recommend them. I found that we stayed at two non-KOAs along the way. We had to just in terms of where we were located and um, it just made more sense. And I felt way safer at KOA. I felt in terms of social distancing, it was a lot easier at KOA. I felt it was cleaner and they had these like awesome amenities. There was mini golf and like a lot of other fun stuff um, and great Wi-Fi, things like that. Just things that we needed at each of those places. So yeah, thank you to KOA again. Uh, and thank you to Angela, a listener who helped me get that all settled. That was amazing. Uh, really saved our butts. But anyway, so just going into the itinerary. So here are all of the places that we took our beloved RV, Selma. We, day one, picked up the RV in New Jersey. So I got a ride with uh, Stephen's dad and Stephen to New Jersey from my apartment in New York. I traveled pretty light. I only brought a duffel bag, a backpack, and a yoga mat. That's it. And that is extremely light for me, as you all know. I I don't know. I have a lot of outfits. I only brought like three dresses. It was shocking. Um, But yeah, so I packed up all my stuff, drove to New Jersey, met up with Julia, Hannah, Justin, everyone. um, And we helped Hannah and Julia stuff all of their stuff, like stuff all their stuff, like jam it all in there, um, all of their belongings into the bottom of our beloved Selma. And we hit the road and we drove, so that day we drove to PA. So we stayed in State College area at the KOA there. Then day two, we drove through Pittsburgh and then we landed in Ohio. Then day three, so this is the 22nd now, we started on the 20th for um, clarity there. 22nd, we drove Ohio to... to Chicago. We stayed in Chicago that night, the Chicago KOA, drove through the city, but didn't like really do much. We just like really honestly got to Chicago. Um, and all the while that we're in these places, like I said, um, you know, we, we mainly just kept to ourselves and played a lot of games. We played so many games. We really just like had fun amongst ourselves, which honestly it was such a great crew that it was just like so fun even when we weren't in any cool places or not to say these places aren't cool but like I said in the beginning we really did keep to ourselves so we didn't really get to experience a ton of the stuff that you know Ohio and Chicago had to offer just because we were being safe um, at a later date when you know things are a bit more open in the world and COVID isn't as scary or isn't scary at all I should say we'll experience these places in a different way but whatever just feel like I need to say that so okay day four was by far our longest driving day it was like nine hours or something um which honestly doesn't sound that long in the grand scheme but just you know having a full day of just driving like it's just not fun for anyone so we were driving from Chicago to Sioux Falls South Dakota and it was just like a huge day we all took turns driving people did ask like did we all drive and yes we all drove we all have different driving styles some of us are faster more daring than others it was funny getting to know each other that way too um but we actually unanimously came up with the idea that this day day four uh our long driving day was the best day like we've all decided since speaking about like our favorite things from the trip that that day was the best day and I think it's because we were still you know starting to get to know each other still getting acquainted with each other and at that point we kind of had broken the ice I feel and let out our crazy and had the most fun just like music packed like we just had so much fun on that drive um 
And I think most of it had to do with, it was just a beautiful drive. We were driving through like countryside and it was the first kind of taste of non-city life, you know, non-congested driving. It was just beautiful. The sunset was amazing. We were just like head over heels in love with our lives that day. And if you are on my Instagram or you have me on Instagram, that one video, or I guess it's a stop motion of us standing on top of the RV, that was that day. Um, We pulled over because it was just so beautiful out. We pulled over and we're like, let's do something crazy. Let's like all get on top of the RV. Like, okay, probably don't recommend that, but we did it and live to tell the tale. (laughs) Don't try this at home, but We all got on top of the RV and I set my phone on the ground, like propped up against a water bottle and recorded us and made it into a stop motion. And it was the cutest thing ever. And I'm happy I have that memorialized forever. Um, So yeah, that was by far our longest driving day. We actually did kind of separate it. So we didn't have extremely long driving days because we wanted to, first of all, just kind of take our time in certain areas. And even if we weren't, you know, in a really cool place, just kind of chill and, you know, put out our, our little, uh, overhang, overhang thing, like, you know, from the RV and set up a picnic table and eat some food and, you know, just like have some fun times and not just be driving the whole time. Um, if I could recommend anything in terms of just putting together your itinerary, put in ample kind of pockets of time for you to just relax and chill. And, you know, one of our members of the team, as I should not even call it a team, that's really weird. Our family, our family, that's what I want to call us. Um, Steven is actually a yoga instructor, certified yoga instructor. So he taught a bunch of yoga classes for us, which was so fun. Like we just really had a great time getting to know each other, honestly. Um, But yeah, so day four, best day you had to be there type of thing. It was just like the best. We even pulled over at one point and everyone who wasn't driving shotgun to beer on the side of the road, like in front of like cattle. It was really something. Um, check out vlog number two for that. Anyway, so day five, we drove across South Dakota. And like I said, we stayed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We got to see the falls also. Um, again, check out vlog number two to see more details about what we saw. But yeah, so on day five, we drove across South Dakota. So we were in South Dakota the night of the 4th and we, or day four, not the 4th of July. I'll get to that. Day four, we were in South Dakota. Um, That evening, we woke up that morning and we saw Sioux Falls, which is just a set of um, waterfalls in the area. We saw that. We (laughs) stopped by the Corn Palace, which was really not fun. Honestly, we like saw it from afar. We're like, okay, that's cool. It like wasn't cool. Um, That was part of what we did um i've heard from other people now like from people that live in south dakota that that's a huge tourist trap so definitely don't stop there if you are uh, planning on it anyway so we drove through south dakota and we landed we were only going about 300 miles that day which wasn't as much compared to the other days um and we stopped at this woman's house named ranger jane who is actually uh, a close friend of Stevens, one of the people on our trip. Um, there's a long story attached to that, but basically she lives on a massive ranch with her family in South Dakota. And so we were able to socially distance, see some sites with them um, and not only see sites, but hear some history about the area. And I, over this trip, have become super invested in indigenous history and history of Native America and stolen lands and things like that. I've been reading a book on it um, called The Battle of Wounded Knee, which was incredible to read that while I was traveling through these places and really hear and from a firsthand experience of Native Americans um, or indigenous people. 
about their land and it was incredible being able to hear it from this park ranger her you know her experience of living on this land um and knowing the cultural implications of it and i learned guys so much in this day so much about the land so much about just things i never have given even an ounce of thought to living in a city like i just never considered any of this stuff and my mind was blown okay we sat in the back of her truck and she from the passenger seat like told us all this stuff that we had never known oh my god I like have goosebumps thinking about it just thinking about all the things that I just was so closed off to knowing because I just was so invested in my east coast bubble and I didn't know what was out there it was incredible oh I just get so heated on it because yeah incredible I can make a whole podcast about it um which I probably will at some point but yeah, that was an incredible day. We ended up staying um, on her land while we parked our RV. She had an RV hookup for us on her land, which was incredible. They had a ton of land that they were showing us. A um, ton of cows, too, which I loved seeing up close and personal. Um, but yeah, so that was that was incredible. We Oh, earlier in that day, we saw the Badlands, Badlands National Park, which highly recommend if you're going to South Dakota. Check that out. It was super hot, but so worth it. We got to hike in the Badlands, which Google a photo, you will be amazed. It looks like real life sand castles, like, or drippy castles. If you ever did drippy castles on the beach as a kid, like just beautiful, so barren, but stunning, like just incredible. So we hiked that. I thought I was going to die because it was so hot. It was like a hundred degrees. I got like so severely sunburnt that day. Um, and then, yeah, we went on the tour of the lands and of the area with Ranger Jane stayed at her house that night and then the next morning um so taking a quick break to talk about a sponsor of today's episode today's episode of thick and thin is sponsored by skillshare you guys know i've talked about skillshare so much recently because i just feel like it's the best possible time to get into skillshare and learn something new because we do have a bit more time on our hands we are in our apartments or in our houses kind of you know twiddling our thumbs a little bit so skillshare is there to teach you some new skills with some online classes and Uh, just a community that really understands. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and just get lost in creativity. There's multiple class topics that I am super passionate about on the site that I'm just constantly diving into, like productivity, freelance and entrepreneurship, uh, film and video. There's some others like, you know, graphic design. Of course, I love illustration, photography. There's a lot. There's more than a few topics that I like on there. A lot of you guys have specifically asked me how I've gotten so good with Procreate, the app for the iPad, which I use to draw and sketch and write all my hand lettering stuff. And I've learned a lot of those skills from Skillshare. There's a class on there right now about floral pattern that I'm about to take, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, they have a bunch of classes in just various realms, Procreate being a big one as well. Um, and just illustration. So I really love Skillshare. You guys know I've talked about it a lot, so I definitely love it. Um, it's just easy to break up your routine of you know a day spent indoors, things just getting super monotonous with a Skillshare class. So definitely check it out. As always, I do have a special deal for you all. You can explore your creativity and get two months free premium membership at skillshare.com slash thick and thin. So two months of free premium membership at skillshare.com slash thick, the letter N thin. So check it out. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Definitely check it out while you have the chance and let me know how it goes. We saw, actually we drove by Mount Rushmore, which this was a few days before 
it really became known on the internet, thankfully, how racist Mount Rush, Mount, bleh, can I speak? Mount Rushmore is, um, and kind of the the creation of it, and just there's so much problematic stuff involved with that monument. And I'm honestly glad that I drove by it. We didn't stop and like make a whole day out of it. Like I said, we didn't really stop at touristy places for the sake of not seeing other people and whatnot. But we drove by it and seeing it and able being able to visualize it while I was reading these articles about how problematic the creation of this was slash just the person that crafted it and how racist he was and, you know, the slave owner whole aspect of it um, was interesting being able to see that firsthand and read these things. I feel like for some reason it was very like it was interesting because as we were were traveling you know all this stuff was coming out on the news about just racist monuments and racist people in history and it was so interesting to be reading about it in my book seeing it firsthand reading about it online like it really painted a full picture in my head and I feel like such a more educated person because of it honestly just being able to see something with your own eyes and then read about it really just makes an impact um, more so than any history class I ever took in high school so yeah problematic monument and I uh, would not ever recommend people go and glorify it and take pictures in front of it and whatever because it's fucked Um, but I drove by it so saw that then we also drove by Devil's Tower another place um, in in a South Dakota, which was incredible, another place in my book also. Um, And then we drove, we ended up in Cody, Wyoming that night. So that was kind of the start to our national parks uh, tour. So we had already been to Badlands, that's one national park. We'd go to four more national parks on our trip and hike all of these places. I am still sore and still bruised from all of these hikes. Um, But yeah, so we ended the night in Cody, Wyoming. That was day six. And then day seven, we woke up and we went to Yellowstone. And we spent two days in Yellowstone. I feel like we should have spent more time in Yellowstone. If I could go back, I would extend that because I feel we could have spent more time there. I think Yellowstone is actually my favorite part of the trip. Um, it, It was just like unlike any place I've ever been the air just smelled and tasted so sweet and natural and like it was just the most beautiful place like picture like blue skies without a cloud in sight rushing like pure blue water see-through with like the most beautiful stones and green like trees but just like untouched greenery it just looked so untouched undisturbed by humankind and there was just like wild animals just roaming around we stayed in the rv for much of it um but we did stop at a bunch of creeks and we went swimming in the creeks and like it was just the most amazing like just blissful i was just so in heaven um so we stayed there we we uh toured the top half of yellowstone on the first day um then we stayed in yellowstone the the rv park um yellowstone koa we were honestly so excited about yellowstone that we stayed there until like I don't know when the park closed and we got into the RV park we were exhausted from all of the stuff we did that day made a scrappy dinner and just went to bed and then woke up super early the next morning to go back to Yellowstone and we experienced the whole other part of Yellowstone that we didn't see the previous day and this day we honestly we kind of it, it really flew by we really wanted to see Grand Teton which is another national park near Yellowstone. Um, I still feel like I'm saying it wrong. Teton, I thought, I think it's Grand Teton. I'm going to stick with that one. Um, People were saying it different ways. So we 
basically we kind of jetted through Yellowstone. We started super early and then we went to Grand Teton and we did a huge hike. Um, but it was the most beautiful. It was actually our most favorite hike from the trip. We did a lot of different hikes. Um, I forgot to mention we did a couple more when we were in South Dakota. Um, but this one was by far the most beautiful. If you can do any hike, do one in Grand Teton. Highly recommend it. We saw moose for the first time. We saw, we, we literally got so high on this mountain that we, there was snow, like literal snow. We had a snowball fight in sports bras at the top of this mountain. Um, in Grand Teton and so yeah we were literally up at sunrise I'm so happy we did it and we woke up super early did all that Um, and then the next morning so this was day eight and then the next morning so we slept actually that night still in Wyoming woke up the next morning and then we went um, whitewater rafting so this was Justin's birthday and his request was whitewater rafting and we We were so tired from the previous day, from hiking, from just really experiencing all of those national parks. We were wiped out, but we woke up at 6 a.m. because we had to drive like an hour and a half. We did, it was called Lewis and Clark um, whitewater rafting, and we did this whole setup where we were the only ones in the boat. It was super safe, um, and (laughs) we were so tired when we woke up that we actually, we ripped shots, like literally took shots before we went. So it was also freezing, so we wanted to be warmer. I mean, we were wearing, you know, the whole, uh, whatever it's called, the wetsuit situation, ripping shots in our RV before we went in whitewater rafting, and it was so much fun. Um, we ended up, where did we go? It was it was in Idaho, I think. Yeah, we were in Idaho when we did it, um, and it was just so much fun. So that was for Justin's birthday. Then we made a nice, you know, little lunch. We drove. We continued driving through Idaho and we ended up sleeping in Twin Falls that night Uh, then the next morning we woke up and we drove so this was actually oh oh gosh this was our Lake Tahoe day oh my god I loved Lake Tahoe I would love to go back there so we did we didn't stay in Lake Tahoe Um, it was super hard to find campgrounds around there and it was of course very expensive Lake Tahoe is a very expensive place but we drove from Idaho to Lake Tahoe we stopped at this like little um like a parking lot we like pulled the RV into a parking lot and then got out of the RV and just went and sat in the sand at Lake Tahoe and it was so nice the water is so clear again it just like smelled so nice I just like I can't get over the smells I experienced during this trip just like the supernatural woodsy just like good for you smells of just somewhere that's not a city it was incredible so we put our feet in the sand we sat there (laughs) waded into the water got pushed into the water like just had a a lot of fun just you know like I said I feel like we made so much fun out of just like you know like of nothing like of course you know you go on these trips and there's like super curated activities or you just kind of play it by ear and do what feels right and so this was kind of where things got a little blurry because we decided just like super spontaneously to extend our trip by a couple of days mainly because we just didn't want to leave each other we were having such a fun time together and just really I got so attached to this group and so when we were at in Lake Tahoe just like having the most like amazing time just experiencing that beauty and being together we decided to not only extend our RV for a couple of days but also book an Airbnb in Los Angeles where we would end up and stay there for an extra like 
nine days after our trip. So <laughs> this was like the most exciting time because we just decided to extend our trip and didn't tell anyone. We were just like, let's just do it. And it was incredible. And I'm like grinning here, sitting here talking about it because I just love how spontaneous this decision, bleh, I can never say decision. This decision was, um, I don't really make many super spontaneous decisions and I want to make more of them. So this was just a great moment. So yeah, that was what we did. So ended up, we ended up, uh, we stayed at Reno. Um, and this is where my uh, itinerary gets out of date because, or a little bit not uh, totally correct because of course we added some days here and there, but we were in Nevada. Then, so Yosemite, we ended up extending. So we had two days in Yosemite. We decided to do three days in Yosemite and then we just kind of pushed everything a little bit. So we ended up dropping off the RV on the 4th or no, on the 5th of July because we couldn't drop it off on the 4th because of the holiday. So we ended up having the RV for three more days than we thought. Two more nights, three more days, which was incredible. We were so excited. We were like giddy about it and we got to Yosemite and we were like, so just excited about life and while we were in Yosemite we did so many different things um I actually took a lot of your recommendations a lot of you guys on Instagram told me where I should go and we did a bunch of the hikes that you guys recommended um I literally developed just like probably killer (laughs) thigh and uh calf muscles from these hikes because it was just so much uphill it was crazy. Uh, I still think Grand Teton, Teton, I can't fucking say it, Grand Teton <laughs> near Yellowstone, like that national park was definitely my favorite hike that we did out of the whole trip. I would say Yosemite hikes were really fun, but it was a lot of uphill, like a lot of uphill. And that being said, you know, when there's a lot of uphill, there's a lot of downhill and the downhill really took a toll on our knees. Um, definitely something to note if you have bad knees. There's a lot of hilly, hilly, very uphill, very downhilly uh, hikes in Yosemite. I'm sure there's some in Yellowstone too, but the ones that we chose in Yosemite were really hard on our knees. But it was still totally worth it, still totally fun. We just like massaged each other afterwards. Um, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> totally platonic massages. Um, anyway, so Yosemite we did, I do remember Mist Trail being a really great hike. It was actually, it led up to a couple of um, waterfalls and one of them if you got down close enough there was like a rainbow in the waterfall it was beautiful I posted a photo on my Instagram of that so mist trail was great we made it to the top of that um, and we went swimming in like the the top the water at the top of the mountain that was a part of the waterfall and it was so fun Um, I even had an Instagram live at the top of the mountain I don't know how that worked but I did (laughs) somehow that day so Uh, Three days in Yosemite. Honestly, I'm trying to read, like, figure out and recall. Oh, we went to the Sequoias. Um, Basically, those massive trees. That was our last day in Yosemite. We saw these massive trees, Sequoia trees, um, one of which being, I believe, the widest tree in the world or something like that. They were just, like, massive, like, monstrous trunks. One had uh, the middle carved out of it, and we took a cool little picture. It was very cute of us um but yeah just saw a lot of nature we overall saw so many animals so many animals I've never seen up close like bears and uh we saw black bears brown bears moose like I said um bison which I've been calling buffalo my whole life like the ones the specific ones are bison and I learned that um we saw some fox we saw ton of deer deer is just like so normal to me now because I've seen so many of them um on this trip cows you know we saw a lot of different animals um even an otter we saw an otter at one point (laughs) that was pretty cool anyway so yeah three days Yosemite 
absolutely beautiful. I would say Yellowstone was definitely my favorite national park we went to, but overall we went to five. We went to Sequoia National Park, Yosemite, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, and um, Badlands National Park. So bunch of national parks. I'd never really been to one before. I don't think I've ever been to one before. So it was very cool seeing all of that and really experiencing nature. And like I said, the park capacities, they did an incredible job of social distancing. There were certain trails where you could only go one way. So you never came in contact with someone else. And they were all at like one fifth of the normal capacity. So there was just like no one around, which I'm told is super rare. These places are typically like Disney World apparently, and they weren't. So that was incredible. I honestly felt so safe while I was there. Um, And yeah, so we ended our trip. We were in LA. Uh, We ended it in, we were in Malibu. Yeah, Malibu RV Park um, in LA. That's where we actually also spent 4th of July, which was really fun. And of course, we just had a nice special time together. Had some nice IPAs and uh, made some dinner per usual, our usual time. And yeah, we were in LA. And like I said, we did end up staying together for an additional week. Um, And we, you know... Oh God, I don't even know what else to say. I was just like, just so sad to leave everyone. Like I've been home by myself now for a couple days back from LA and I'm just like this group, this time was so needed on so many levels. Like I really connected with these people, but I also really connected some dots within myself and I feel like I'm I'm officially so much more open-minded geographically and just knowing that the east coast and i mean specifically new york is not the the greatest thing in the world like of course you know i love my life and i love new york but for so much of my life i've really just only i've only ever had my sights set on new york new york city and i've always just thought that you know there's not much else for me in the u.s like that's kind of it it's like maryland i'm from maryland i went to college in north carolina New York City is my end-all be-all and that is just where I'm destined to be for the rest of my life and I always just like had that thought in my head and I never really had I I was just so stuck in my bubble and I never had a reason to think otherwise or to consider other places and you know being in LA being in Venice specifically I knew you know I knew LA for DTLA downtown LA and like the super like LA influencer scene and you know not to say I don't love certain influencers in LA those are my friends but you know what I'm saying when I say like just a very kind of superficial scene which I know is just the bad rap that they get and you know there's of course their stereotypes New York gets too but I was so wrong (laughs) like I I always just I've been to LA for work but I've never been there for fun and seeing Venice and Venice Beach and just that area even as the beaches are closed and everything just seeing the area you know and staying at the Airbnb over there I realized like, oh my God, this is not the place I thought it was. And I think that as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that the world isn't necessarily how I thought it was. You know, I have all these preconceived notions of what the places are like. And, you know, the Midwest is this one type of place or like, you know, South Dakota or Wyoming. Like I never thought of Wyoming to be a fun place like or anything special, which I was so freaking wrong. Oh my God. Like I'll be the first to admit it. I was so close-minded and so closed off. And even though, you know, in college I studied abroad in Europe and Asia and all of these countries, but I just never really had much regard for my own country. I really just thought that there was only like five places worth going to in the United States. And I could not be more incorrect after seeing so many places in 14 days, 15 days on the road, I think. It's been like 15. Um, 
incredible. Anyway, so that is kind of top line the trip. I know I've been talking now for like 40 minutes just about the itinerary. Um, but I do, there was a few questions I did want to answer that were just like big buzz questions a lot of you guys asked, um, just logistics wise. So the first one was I already answered, we all took turns driving. Um, you guys all asked that question, like who was the driver? Like, no, we all drove equal amounts. Um, and we took turns and we would just kind of drive two and a half hours at a time each person. I sometimes did a little longer because I honestly like long drives. So it was like two, three hours a person and we switch off. Um, and sleeping arrangements. So if you guys watch the vlogs, you'll see a better view of what the, the RV looked like. But there was one, two like true beds, one above the driver's seat and one in the far back. And we had a bathroom shower and then we had two couches or one table and you know two little chairs and then like a couch and those both turned into beds so we each had a spot you know in one situation a few of us shared so it'd be like you know two of the girls in one of the beds or whatever um but yeah we slept so well in there honestly like I slept on the couch most of the nights and it was super comfortable totally fine I also was just like exhausted after each day so it made it easier um we had a generator so we had air conditioning when we needed it and we I think I I don't even think I mentioned this in this podcast but you guys know from Instagram we had a cat with us we had Julia's cat Piper and we would leave the RV generator on when we were out so she never had a hot car Um, and because we plugged in every single night at RV camps we didn't run out the generator Uh, we were super careful with that you could like let it run for something like six hours at a time um, and we never went over that we were super good at that um but yeah, they had like built-in air conditioning. When we were connected to the um, to the power in the RV parks, we could have the air conditioning on. So while we slept, we had it on. Most nights, it was like pretty hot in most of the places we went. Um, and I guess other questions you guys asked how we showered. So there was a shower in the RV, which is honestly pretty nice. Um, but there was also showers at the RV camps if we wanted to do that I took a lot of showers in the RV it was totally fine and also I just like didn't shower a ton (laughs) I like I washed my body but like I just like let myself look disgusting for most of it and like didn't really wear much makeup it was honestly super liberating like just putting on sunscreen and not having to worry about my appearance because these people like saw me in all forms it was very liberating um bathroom so (laughs) yeah we had a bathroom we made kind of like a pact in the beginning that we would only go number one in the bathroom because of just the implications of having to like deal with that the the boys dealt with all the sewage stuff um and most of us held up our end of the bargain um yeah so that's like tmi but we just honestly towards the end we just got so used to each other's like everything like bowels nudity all that like it just became so like we didn't care because we were all so close um i just i know so much about these people now and like it's you kind of like all things kind of go out the window after like day four you're like okay like we're gonna be together for this long we were together for three and a half weeks every single day 24 7 like you get to know each other pretty well every single thing um so yeah that became pretty normal too but yeah I think that's honestly every relatively large question you guys asked about the price and stuff like that which I think I covered um if you guys have any follow-up questions, of course, just you know shoot me a DM. Uh, I'll probably release my itinerary somewhere in writing soon, like on my blog or something, um, because I know a lot of you guys are considering trips like this. I will say, you know, of course, like I said in the beginning, if you're going to take a cross-country trip or anything like this in an RV, be super careful. Follow the rules, okay? Because, I mean, every single state you're going to cross through will have a different set of COVID-19 rules, and it's important to keep 
in line with those rules. And we were super careful. Um, now I'm back in New York after being in Los Angeles and I'm self-quarantining for two weeks, um, staying away from other people because of, you know, I, it's it's a real thing. And we, we had to, and not even just for ourselves, but we really wanted to protect other people. And we were super, super careful. I cannot stress that enough. And I worry that some people won't be if they try to do a trip like this. It's easy to not be, but I urge you to do your part. And, you know, there's certain monuments you're going to want to see, but you probably shouldn't because there's way too many people there, you know, congregating and making things unsafe for other people. So yeah, that is kind of my piece. Um, I honestly, I'm forever changed by this trip. So much about my life is about to change because of this trip. Um, and I'm just so happy that I was able to bring you guys along on Instagram and now on YouTube. The series on YouTube is going to continue to expand. A few more episodes coming out, but I think it paints a really great picture of the trip. Um, everything that I wasn't able to express in just my words here. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, like I said, if you have follow-up questions, ask me on Instagram. I'll probably touch on a few things from this trip in you know weeks to come because I've learned so much I journaled so much uh so this isn't the last time you're going to hear about this but I just wanted to make a whole episode dedicated to the trip so you guys could really hear from my perspective how it was and what we did so yeah okay thanks for listening guys I will talk to you guys all actually I think I'm going to post another episode this week so probably in a few days TBD I'm sorry for being the worst podcast host ever and just like dropping off the face of the earth Uh, but I I mean as you guys heard it was (laughs) I was busy so (laughs) yeah that's it guys Um, talk to you all in my next podcast bye